You may find this hard to believe, but 60 songs that explain the 90s, America's favorite poorly named music podcast is back with 30 more songs than 120 songs total. I am your host, Rob Harvilla, here to bring you more shrewd musical analysis, poignant nostalgic reveries, crude personal anecdotes, and rad special guests all with even less restraint than usual. Join us once more on 60 Saws That Explain the 90s every Wednesday on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Pondering the Bagel with Tom. Oh, the paradox of the bagel. Tis crunchy yet soft. Tis filling yet has a hole. Tis a vehicle for spreads, but only travels from toaster to plate. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, Restrictions all apply. See website for details. 24 question party people. 24 party people. 24 24 question party people. Hello and welcome to 24 question party people. I am your host, Yasi Salak. This is a show where I invite an interesting person on for a little talk. I ask the same 23 questions every time, more or less, plus one wild card. The guest is allowed to skip one question. Sometimes the questions change a little, babe. Um, You guys, unfortunately, once again, your girl has been pondering. She's on the fucking Ponderosa, babe. She's raising Adam, Haas, and little Joe on her own, a single mom working two jobs. It's a lot of metaphors there. Anyways, you know what I'm saying. Maybe some of you don't know what I'm saying. Listen, I've been thinking what I wouldn't give though, to be thought free. Do you know what I mean? Like my favorite TikTok girlies, just like living in an antiseptic white and beige condo in a matching sweatsuit from Amazon, making my little iced matcha lattes and like those glasses with the wood lids and the straw. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like misusing the word aesthetic over and over, gua shaing my face like until it peels off, etc. I I dream of this for myself. Instead, God has cursed me with a beautiful yet overactive mind. And what I've been pondering with it lately, babe, besides Dr. House and his antics, which is constantly on my mind, I've been pondering time. More specifically, I've been trying to heal my relationship with time, which I'll be honest with you, is kind of contentious. The truth is I don't care for that bitch. I always feel her breathing down my fucking neck, playing hard to get, running out, running away, But honestly, if we're being honest, between the two of us, the 70 of us, the 7,000 of us, um, the truth is that that's just my own fucked up perception because that is the thing about time. She's just like us for real, babe. (laughs) What I mean by that is she can be anything. She contains multitudes. Um, Sometimes time is super slow, right? And sometimes it flies as the saying goes. Sometimes time is dense, right? It's like thick and viscous. And sometimes it's light, confection, buoyant, you know, those things can also be mixed, right? Like you can be bored somewhere brutal, like the DMV and time is dense and slow, but let's say you're in love, babe, congrats. And you're spending a night with someone, you're sitting in front of the fireplace discussing your innermost feelings. Time is dense, but fast flies by. You get the picture. It's kind of cool if you can divorce yourself from the crippling anxiety that comes when you think you're constantly running out of time, like if you think about that stuff and you're like, that's cool. It's because you don't have that crimping anxiety. I don't know if everyone feels that way, but man, it really is the motherfucking thief of joy because like it makes it so when you're doing anything, you feel like you should be doing something else, which just renders it fucking impossible to enjoy or even be present for the thing at hand. 
I fucking hate this. I hate it. I want to be immersed, babe. I want to be immersed in the act of making coffee or writing in my little journal or even being in the fucking Google Doc without the icy fingers of whatever the fuck else I think I'm supposed to be doing pinching at my heart. And sometimes I can, right? Sometimes I can be like fully in it, like fully in the fucking making coffee with my Mr. Coffee. It's not that complicated, so it's, it doesn't really take that long, but, or whatever, being in the Google Doc. And when that happens, it's the fucking best. So this is what I'm working on. This is what I'm ponderosing. This is what's happening. A book that really helped me um, is called 4,000 Weeks, Time Management for Mere Mortals that my friend Catherine got me. I know with that title, it sounds like a productivity book or something, but it's really absolutely not. It's more like a book about how to come to terms with time. Um, And one of the things he says, the writer, Oliver Berkman, He says something that I've actually talked to my therapist a lot about, which is, guess what, bitch? You actually can't do all the things that you want to do. You can't do all of them. You have a lot of libidinal energy probably to do a lot of things and that's awesome, but you can't do all of them. It's just impossible. She can't have it all. And I know that sounds like a bummer, but when you like really think about it, like really get into it, it's actually kind of liberating. It both forces you to have to commit to certain things, right? Give them more attention, give them more energy, give them more weight. A thing that I think has become harder and harder for us to do with anything. So it forces that if you really care and want to do it. And it also frees you from this like false notion that you can do it all and thus should do it all. Because guess what, babe? Again, you literally fucking can't. And why the fuck should you? do just the things, a couple of things and really immerse and enjoy and be good at them and give them your attention energy. Anyways, that is the type of shit I've been on lately, babe. Okay. I, I have not mastered this. I am not the master of time, but I do, I do get a little bit better every day. So that's all you can really ask for. Um, I don't have a clever tie in for today's episode or conversation to the, what I've been talking about just now, but you know what? I guess if I thought about it, something I really admired about Evan Dando back when I was balls deep in the Lemonheads episode research was how he just like seemed to focus on his things and immerse himself in them, right? Like letting the tide take him where it went within those pursuits and aspirations. That might not have been his actual experience as he does debunk me and producer Dylan's cherished no ambition, just vibes theory in this interview. But honestly, you know what? Much like time, how we experience things is really all that matters. And I experienced his story that way. So that's my truth. And it helped me get closer to who I want to be in the world. Um, And for that, Evan Dando, and for all the fucking incredible music you've made, I am super grateful. The Lemonheads put out a new song called Fear of Living last month. And you know what? It's pretty fucking great. Of course it is because Evan Dando wrote it. Um, Can't wait for the new Lemonheads album next year or whenever it's coming. I think it's next year. Or maybe I can wait because I have this new healed relationship to that bitch time, babe. Anyway, here is my talk with Evan Dando. 24. How are you doing today, Evan? Evan I'm Dando, great. you guys. I'm great. We're having a party at our a pool party at our house. Like uh, Vibes Cartel. Just like Vibes you know the Cartel. Song Vibes Cartel? Pool party? Pool party, yeah. I love Vibes. I really love Vibes Cartel. I spent a lot of time in Jamaica. Uh, and he's like, he in summer camp. The first time he went to jail, I went, I was there. And he's like, oh, vibes in summer camp this year. This year, we tried to interview her, him, me and uh, Anita Pallenberg. I was staying with her, and we didn't make it. We didn't make the cut. Remember when he put out that song in the beginning of the pandemic from jail? That was really good. I can't remember the name of it. Oh, exactly. There, that, there you go. Like, uh, yeah, vibes is always putting out 
really good stuff from jail. Super high quality audio, to be honest. Yeah, I think his quality of life is pretty good in there too. Yeah. Luckily, because it's such a, I think it's a trumped up charge, pardon the expression. Yeah, no, totally. Um, Evan, we have a mutual friend, John Strom. Um, that sounds a little suspicious to me. No, I mean, is he really your friend from a long time <laughs> yes, ago? Yes, not okay. from a long time ago. We became friends well, like three years ago. So he's more your friend, but he's definitely, my, I have a cellular telephone number. Oh yeah, I'm glad you conceded that. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> but you know, John's great. John's great. And there's nothing wrong with you two being friends. Thank you so much. I, I accept your blessing. You don't need my blessing, but you have it. <laughs> he came on my other podcast, um, which is called Bandsplain, where we explain bands. And he did Graham Parsons, which I know is near and dear to your heart as well. Yes, Graham Parsons, uh, I, I uh, figured out um, at a certain point. Uh, John Bing, I wrote a song called Bribed With Me. And he said, that sounds like Graham Parsons. Who's, I, don't, I just heard about him about doing drugs and the stones and pictures I'd seen pictures. And he had a swastika uh, fucking thing. And it was, it was okay. Cause it was English back then. They took, you know, it was like taking, taking, you know, he almost got killed by the Nazis. Keith, his, his right. room was, was hit by a V2. So it was a little different. I was like, wow, what the fuck? <laughs> like, you know, yeah. like, why is grand person? But Keith gave it to him. It's like the old, old, like seventies, like British punk usage. We're yeah, in the yeah. war alive and almost got killed by them. It's almost like, whatever. Let's not even talk. Totally. It just means the sun anyway, isn't it? Just like cross just means the sun. Let's not go all, what is it? Zeitgeist. <laughs> part nine. I hate that. Okay, Evan, are you ready? Are you ready to party? This is a show where I ask 24 questions and I'm going to start number one. That sounds like a party to me. <laughs> I know, right? What, what's a better kind of party than a pool party? It's the one where I ask you 24 straight questions. Okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah. This is way more no. fun. <laughs> Evan Dando, what is your sign, babe? I'm a Piscean. I'm fine with fish. March 4th. Are you an astrology person? Like, do you do you know the qualities and traits of a Pisces? I don't know. I I, I know Reagan's and Hitler. Reagan and Hitler were really into it. So I, I don't know. I, I give it a grain. Are you making that salt. up? No. Are you making that up? <laughs> well, no, are you making that up that you're pretending that you they, did? No, I didn't. Of course, know. Reagan, of course, you know, Nancy Reagan was like a totally... They made decisions of, because of um, horticulture, whatever it's called. Um, what is it called? Astrology. And and certainly, like um, Hitler used astrology, uh, especially uh, what's his name, Rudolf Hess. I did not know that, and I don't want to look into it because I I love astrology, and you're it's really bumming me out that this information. Things get sullied, you know. Everything's <laughs> sullied. I'm not talking about Irish last name. You know, Hitler also wore beautiful suits. He invented America. I'm going to wear beautiful suits and, you know, we're going to reclaim astrology from Hitler is what we're going to do. You know who made the suits? Who made the Nazi uniforms? Yes, yes. Um, Victor Hugo. It's like that. It's like Victor it's Hugo. Not it's Victor not Victor Hugo, though. I know it's, it's um, not, but it's like, it's like that kind of name. He wrote Les Miserables. And it's not Oscar de la Renta either, but it's like one of those. It's fucking Hugo Boss. Hugo Boss, exactly. Victor Hugo he, Boss. For real, like that company made the Nazi uniforms. Okay, yeah. That's probably enough on that whole subject. Wow, we're really we're really deep in Nazi talk today. Let's... No, well, we are. I was going to say, let's, let's go one further because they caught Joseph Mengele. No kidding. A, a mile from where I am right now. In are Seja, you in Europe? Cantarea. Herrera. No, I'm in Brazil. I live in Brazil. I didn't know you lived in Brazil. That's cool. When did you move to Brazil? 2019 now. Question. Oh, when, when did I move to Brazil? About a year ago. Okay, sick. Well, I do feel like you're, even if you, astrology is not your thing, I feel like, oh, no, I like you it. seem like a Pisces for sure. Like very I am. Dr dreamy, tender, romantic, empathetic, artistic. Yeah. All those things. Like, what is it about Pisces? Some of my best friends are Pisces too. Like uh, my Tom Morgan, my writing partner is a Pisces. Pisces. From Australia. Yeah. Who you wrote the beautiful um Yeah, beautiful we wrote song a lot about. of stuff together. Yeah. And Pisces, we always used to say they get a lot done. Yeah, but also like super emotional. They make really good artists because so Pisces connected. are really um, honest, <laughs> I think. And wit witchy, Ever, like, connected with to, the moon. Leave it to what's his name. Like, um, the propaganda minister for all that stuff. I don't know. I'm, <laughs> I'm, but definitely it's the oldest thing. It's the oldest science. I'm not going to throw like the first stone. If you catch my drift, I hear you. Like the first bone up in the air turns into space, uh, space, <laughs> what space shift <laughs> it, here is nave. My uh, nave is spaceship. Evan backwards. Oh, all right. Evan question. Number two, what did you eat today? I had eggs and grape juice. Uh, I had poached soft boiled eggs on, on like this baguette and stuff. They call it baguette. It's not, it's like, it's like French bread. And, uh, it was amazing. And I had some 
I didn't have hot sauce. Oh no. You're a hot sauce guy? I couldn't find it. You know what? I think I have it now. <laughs> Do you feel like you're a healthy eater? I am. Since I've moved down here, I feel I'm at my everything's thanking me since I've been down here. I love Brazil. It's like some there's not it's not paranoid. It's not guilty. It's it's like gorgeous. It's not expensive. It's it's just People aren't like up their own ass, like completely. It's like amazing. Like LA, yeah. Um, well, fucking I mean- <laughs> a lot of America. I love the middle. Are you, are you from Chicago? No, do I have an accent? I'm from Los Angeles, unfortunately. <laughs> you have a podcast. Podcast. Yeah, podcast podcast voice. I have a Valley Valley girl. You have accent. a Hyundai accent. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, that was my Uber driver. <laughs> Uber mm-hmm. driver. Uber driver. I could talk like I'm really from Boston, but I'm a lace curtain motherfucker anyway. I'm from uh, the North Shaw. Yeah, you are. You're you're Boston area, right? No, I'm uh, middle middle class though. You know, uh, we were <laughs> friends with a lot of rich people. I'm not. It sounds like a joke, but uh, we were firmly middle class. All right, number three, Evan. Have you listened to music today? And if so, what was it? I uh, listened to Fred Neil, Beaker McDougal. That record. That and I listen to um, um, uh, Beachwood Sparks too. Oh, Beachwood Sparks, great band. I like them. Are you writing right now? Are you writing music? I was writing today a, a song about my girlfriend Antonia. Oh my god, amazing! And it's been this thing like, come on, write me a song. I was like, and you can't fake it, can you? And now I'm trying to get it. Got to come natural. Uh, it's, it's conducive creativity, creativity, and I stopping doing heroin. That was a big one for me. It unblocked your creativity. No, well, yeah, well, um. It's just made me like not like in the arms and claws as much of Satan. Like right. you shouldn't feel that good for no reason, you know. Sure, it's gotta have a gotta have a downside. If you yeah. need a metaphor for Satan, heroin will work, but not yeah. fentanyl because it's not good enough. <laughs> you know, it won't. It's not. It's like a demi. It's like a, some sort of lesser demon. Not even lesser demon. I was gonna say it's a bit of yeah. a lesser demon. Not 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 Lucifer. Lesser demon is more deadly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Okay, amazing. Can't wait to hear your song about Antonia. Um, number four, Evan, what's the first song that made a big impact on you as a child? Heat Wave. I think I always say Heat Wave because Heat Wave is so beautiful. Heat Wave um, by Martha Reeves, yeah, and the Vandellas. The Vandellas. You don't look like yeah. Martha and the Vandellas. Remember <laughs> that from a song, um, I Know Where Some Temptation Lies Inside of Your Heart. Oh, Motown. You can talk during this. Shut the door. I love that song. You heard Heatwave and were you just like, wow, like music is crazy. I want to make music. Yeah. That and don't mess with Bill. No, 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 no. Don't mess with Bill. Leave my Billy alone. Don't mess. I love that melody. Was that from your parents that showed you that music? From the radio from like three years old. Yeah. See, you wonder, my parents had great music around the house. Just all, all black music. Maybe Neil Young and the Beatles and stuff. Right. No Dylan at all. I rebelled against my parents. were getting into country music. <laughs> <laughs> you, do you do you feel like you just ha- were born with a sort of a mind that is like apt for music, like that could sort of like got it quickly and like process yeah. it differently? My mother and my parents are very musical, and uh, well, also like this guy I'm related to from my grandma. He he wrote the words to "Summertime." Um, Dubose mm-hmm. Hayward. I'm related to him from my grandma. I don't know exactly. I am like directly related to him, but I have better painting pedigree because my <laughs> uncle Ray Ellis was very famous. He was John Cougar Mellencamp's favorite painter. Oh, wow. <laughs> no kidding. You have a huge artistic DNA. Yeah. I, I think about that because I've studied the Lemonheads music closely for my other podcasts. And also John told me a I've story. I've never done those genealogy things either. Like when you send in your like fingernail or something, I, I, that scares me. I think that's just your saliva. Did you do it? My sister did do it. I haven't done it. My sister's saliva did the trick. Anyway, we're from Norway and shit, like whales. I don't want the government to have my DNA, but maybe that's just paranoid. No, exactly, because what are they really going to use it for? Hopefully to clone me and make a thousand more because I'm perfect. I know, I know, right? (laughs) I hate that. I'd love to throw 600 of myself off like a 10-story building and whilst like having dinner, (laughs) like a couple of dinner at an Italian restaurant or Yeah, what if we could just Um, Delmonico, one at Delmonico, three at Delmonico's and 10 at, um, up at, you know, Balthazar. Balthazar, yeah, downtown. I I could picture t- ten of you in a in a, and ra- two in a round. Blue, blue ribbon, two at blue ribbon. <laughs> I had a couple like in the rambles. You're a bit of a foodie, huh, Evan? I just like I eat. <laughs> I like to survive, <laughs> live, live live another day, live well. Twenty four. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. 
When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Okay, number five, Evan Dando. What is the first album you bought with your own money or shoplifted with your own two hands? I don't like the implication there, but okay. You were a punk. You were a punk. That's punk yeah, but to shoplift. No, I, oh, sorry, when I was a kid, I definitely did it, but not when I was a punk. I just thought at that point, this, people had enough problems. They had to pay for that shit. You know, they think, oh, it's a corporation. Like, I don't buy it all, that, that whole thing. Like, don't worry about it. It's just a big corporation because they had a vote too. No, but also, they make the employees pay for that shit. You know? Right. Listen, I'm not proud of myself. I was 12. Okay. I wasn't making the best moral decisions. That's what I'm talking about. When I, at 12, I, I used to like, we used to do horrible stuff. Like where I used to hit um, rocks into the highway with, with a tennis ball, tennis racket. You know, little, little so rocks. cars would run over and it would, them? Like, make, I would drive and make little fender benders and stuff. I was a horrible kid. I was attacking at the adult world every, at every, with every fucking thing. Like I used to cast a wet sock down on my sidewalk, no shit from the seventh floor, uh, floor window. And I put it, pull it into someone's face, you know, cause they couldn't see the monofilament. It was before a braided line. And, uh, so you understand this is before a braided fishing line. Um, sure. Yeah, sure. Um, but like, and it would always get stuck in the Goethe Institute, uh, flagpole, which is next door. I'm not kidding. Um, you can't make this stuff up. It was really fun to mess with strangers. <laughs> And my house was two yeah. blocks away from my high school. So it was everyone would come get fucked up in my house and like throw stuff from the roof. Anyway, it was fun. <laughs> That's the most fun. Let's face it. That's the most fun that you had without shoplifting. Okay. But what was the first album you bought? Oh, um, Kim, this is a weird one. Kim Fowley's uh, Modern Lovers demo is was the first record I bought. My own money. How did you know about that? How old were you? Because my dad used to see them every day. At, they played at lunch. At, you know, they've got a lot, a lot, a lot of great desks and chairs uh-huh, at the government center. That's a real song. They played at government center at lunch every day. My dad worked across the street. And he said, here we go. Wow. Radio on. He, he played the song for me before I, before I was out on a record. My dad, like, played the guitar. And he loved the Modern Lovers. Wow, your dad was cool. Well, yeah, my dad was cool. Your dad was your dad was hit. My dad was so cool. He was also a corporate lawyer. And you can be both things. Yeah. He was great. Though. His employees made a stand. He became the managing partner, and they made a because he say, "I have fun with your law bullshit and stuff, but and, and all that uh, vagaries and uh, minutiae of, uh, of of the lawyer stuff." But get the money, and so they had a stamp right. made for him. Get the money. That's my dad. I feel like money is unfairly demonized. Being We're monetized beings who need. Like, I, okay, know, I was trying to tell it. you, my dad. I, does it help if I say my dad died two years ago? I, I didn't know that. I'm very sorry for your no, loss. Yeah, no, I'm, um, thanks. But anyway, I thought it was funny. Let's do the questions. Okay, we got that one. So the Modern Lovers demos, that's the coolest answer I've heard so far. You know, produced by you know, the Trip guys. Take a trip. And Amber Rats, uh, uh, Kim Fowley. Kim Fowley, 72 yeah. demos. Uh, a questionable person, but uh, definitely a figure. All right. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> Separate the artist from the art now. Don't forget that. Separating the artist from the art, babe. Okay, number, number six. Did anyone in your childhood ever tell you you're never going to make it, Evan, or something like that? My sister. Oh, really? My sister always did. Yeah, so I brought her on tour with me. Like, my sister's like, Evan, like, because I would be singing along to like Stairway to Heaven or something. Or, and she's like, Evan, you think you're so cool because you can sing? <laughs> I have tapes here of myself singing. Like, um, like I listen, we listened to uh, Song Remains the Same a lot, that live record. We were really naff when we were in sixth wow. grade. Well, that was when like um, freaking House of the Holy came out. Too, yeah. which is such a beautiful record. We just like Sabbath back then and, and, and Led Zeppelin. 
And what did you say to her when she was like, you're never going to, you're never going to be a rock star, Evan. You're never going to make it. Well, it helped me. That's why I was like, get, brought her on tour with me. Cause like, you know, she really fueled the, actually she didn't cause I never really wanted to. I just saw Flipper one day and, there, and I, I knew how to play guitar and everyone's like, Evan, you just started like a, kind of like a hardcore band or something or like a too late for a hardcore band, like or, or moved to New York and get involved the whole Gorilla Biscuits, like, like Revelation team. They didn't say that, but um, I almost moved to New York in 1977. Yeah. You were really into hardcore and I you used to have a YouTube channel and I remember digging deep into it. I still do. Yeah. And you had a, I used to, but I still do. You had yeah. a YouTube of what was the guy from that like legendary Boston hardcore band and he had all his stuff. Springy, Springer, 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 David yeah. Spring, Springer. And you were, you, he had all He's on it, yeah, his that. stuff was in your dryer. You were like, Springer's stuff is in my dryer. Oh yeah, I love that. He used this using it as a, that's funny, he using it as a drawer, yeah. Because <laughs> he was Steven, he wouldn't leave my closet. I was like, Springer, please, you've been here all summer, man, like, and then I'd back off because I love Springer. I, I can't, I can't kick him out of my house. And he kept, he k- used your dryer um, as and a he was drawer. using a dryer. It didn't work as a, as a, as like a shelf, like for all this shit. Like that was funny shit, man. How do you know about that? Was it on the YouTube? It was on the YouTube. So you Springer from SSD. I just, I remember being like, I, again, I told you I had to study the Lemonheads because I did this really long podcast about your band. And I got very deep in my research, which included watching your YouTube channel. And then I was like, okay, Springer from SSD is staying at Evan's house and keeping his stuff in the dryer. <laughs> and that was a great day for me personally. Wow. You have such a broad musical taste. I do, man. I, I... First song I learned, Brazilian. Yeah. Your mind is a jukebox. I remember John told me you guys were, you guys were doing like a pass the guitar around and play a song in a hotel lobby once and that you would keep stopping everybody and be like, if you're going to play this song. I remember in England, I remember the very time. He was like, you have to play it in the right key. (laughs) You're, you're so musically minded. You were like, we're not, we're not just having fun here. You need to play it in the right key. I think that might've just been like metaphorical because I don't think I said that ever, but then again, she, um, my memory isn't as like completely perfect as I think it is. <laughs> so maybe I did say that, but I don't think I, oh yeah, maybe. Well, just because of the way the chords are, it didn't, the voicings didn't sound right. It wouldn't have been for some petty reason. No, re- petty you thing, respect like, music and you think that it should be played properly. I think that's. Well, yeah, but that's, I'm not like that kind right. of person. I'm not, I'm like, come on, the right key. Like I, I don't have photo, uh, synesthesia. No, you can't see colors. Like our friend, uh, William. Oh, wow. Uh, my, this guy I'm playing with like very lucky he's been in a band called Black Rio. He's an incredible piano player. Incredible. We're doing a jazz record. I'm like, it's like Annie Hall, right? Like get the stone and think you can sing like Billy Holiday, you know? Like You guys are making a jazz record together as as Evan Dando, not as the Lemon Hens. I don't know. Yeah, I'm definitely. Yeah. yeah. As Jerry's kids. No, yeah, no, I as myself. <laughs> Maybe we'll start a band name. You what? Maybe we'll start a band name. His dad started this band called Black Rio. It's like a tradition. Very well respected and amazing. Portuguese is such a beautiful language. I would never it's be beautiful. able to speak it, but it's so beautiful. It's so fucking yeah. hard, man. <laughs> muito, muito hard. Muito difícil. Muito difícil. Because like, it's like Russian, man. Evan, number seven is the question that I'm going to ask you now, which is when was the last time you lied? Oh, on on, on uh, question number three, because I didn't listen to Beatrice Sparks this morning. Uh, what? You just wanted to, you just wanted to sound cool? What was the, what was the reasoning? Yeah, no, I want to sound pedantic. <laughs> no, I, just, I thought I have an answer for this question. That's why. That's why. I love Beatrice Sparks. I'm going to listen to him later. I always make the joke with this. I'm like, oh, people, people are going to say I lied earlier in this interview, and everyone always laughs, but you actually did. <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah. I love it. Hell yeah. Um, okay, number eight, Evan Dando. What character in a book or a movie do you relate to the most, and why? Well, it has to be. It's this thing. It's from a. Is it okay if it's from a, like a legend? Sure. Okay. Like, like the gingerbread man. You know, you can't catch me. I'm a gingerbread man. Yeah. Gingerbread <laughs> man. That was always my thing. But also Alex from no no from Clockwork Orange. Yeah. And um like a Ralph from uh, uh Lord of the Flies, and um 
not Simon, Ralph. Right, you know? right, 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 right. I don't have a problem. <laughs> I, I like, um, I, I identify with fucking, you know, the Natural History Museum guy, you know, the maroon cover, uh, Catcher in the Rye. Uh, yeah, yes, name? of course. Holden Caulfield, Holden Caulfield. Holden, yeah. Holden. Yeah, Holden like Caulfield. Holding. Are you holding? You march to the beat of your own drum. No, no, March 4th. March 4th. Mar- <laughs> no, I mean, my name in Spanish means he was walking. No kidding. Iba andando. Iba andando. March 4th. Yeah, March fourth, and you do walk. You do walk your own path. He was walking. Um, he was walking. Number nine, Evan Dando. What was your biggest? Number nine, number nine, number nine, number nine. We're making so much progress. What was your biggest sliding doors moment? I don't know if you've seen the movie, but what does that mean? Okay, so if you had made another choice, a new car. <laughs> no, if you had made another choice, you wouldn't be here right now. Basically, you mean you mean the butterfly effect? I mean, I, I, wait, what? Sliding Doors is a Gwyneth Paltrow movie where she misses a train and then, or she or she gets on it. That, that means that disqualifies it from the English language for me. It's a wonderful romantic comedy, Evan Dando, and I feel you might enjoy it. I like her mom. She's you really think it's good? Yes, oh, I do. Gwyneth Paltrow is, is is. I knew her before she was famous. And she's really I nice. I bet you did. I bet you did. <laughs> no, yeah. I, the year before she won an Oscar, her only job was to bring keep me at this fucking party for Courtney Love. And that was her. The next year she won an Oscar. I was like, Quinn, I'm so glad you've come so far. Like last <laughs> time, you were just my bouncer. Like last that's year. A, that's a promotion for sure. From being yeah. Evan Dando's bouncer to being Oscar winner. <laughs> well, okay. So what's what's one one choice you made in your life that if you hadn't made that choice, you wouldn't be here right now? Oh yeah. Well, if I um if I'd gotten on the plane I was supposed to get on, I would have been in nine eleven the the L A riots, and I would have landed right in Boston during the during that Boston Marathon thing. There's been like three flights that you just no. There's one flight. Oh, I was in the other in all the other things. Oh my god! This is audio only, but I'm seeing little ch- childhood photos of Evan. Uh-huh. So cute. Yeah, I had a mohawk too. Like naturally, see that. Yeah, you were a punk from birth. Punk from birth. Snotty by nature. <laughs> I hate to reference Bell Biv. Naughty by no, I'm sorry, naughty by nature. Naughty naughty OPP, naughter. other people's property, babe. You don't, you're you're not, I'm not Oh, I reference them without meaning to. Yeah, Do you, you look know like BVT? Okay, so you, you were almost. Bell Biv DeVoe. Well, yeah. yeah. They're not very. Bell they're okay, Devo, poison. Yeah. They're very. Um, Great song. Soft. Fantastic song. Sorry. So I like toxic, but you're toxic. It's more like Stevie Wonder. Toxic is Britney Spears, babe. Yeah, I know. That's Max Martin. But I yeah. like that better than poison. Okay. Get it? I mean, yeah. But then again, I do like, stand looking for nothing for the good time. How can I resist? Ain't looking for no- the guy like washing dishes, you know, yeah. like the everyman guy <laughs> at the beginning of the video. Um, all right. Number 10, Evan Dando. What characteristic are you most drawn to in other people? Stubbornness. Oh, you like that. Why? Can yeah. you can you extrapolate? Tell me a little bit no, more. No, I mean, why? Why should I? You know, I, I, well, yeah, well, I, I don't want never, to. I'm not no, doing I, it. No. <laughs> no, no, I just, I don't know. I've noticed that, that I do find that very attractive. Do you think that you're a stubborn person yourself? I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. I'm not sure. You yeah, do? I, I mean, I could see you doing your own, doing it your own way. Here, when is he stubborn? My friend Nick, I love Nick. He's stubborn. Like, he couldn't use the real words, the song being around. So he made the book and he just like did different things for words like that's stubborn like and when a wonderful i love stubborn wait so be for your song being around he made a child a children's book oh my god yeah this is what he did because they, they wouldn't let the label wouldn't let him do it so he just went off like it's, it's really best. cute you guys can't it's see like, it but there's a really I adorable children's book that's the the visuals are from being around but no words so it's the same amount of characters if right. I was, see, the W is like a D, though. It's really cool. That's one of my favorite Lemonhead songs, I must tell my, you. My favorite. It's our mission statement. That's the, the, the band's mission if statement. If I was in the fridge, would you open the door? So sorry, I can't sing, but I'll allow it. If I was a booger, would you blow your nose? Oh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah. I should, if I, I was should... in the fridge, would you open the door? If I was the grass, would you mow your lawn? I'll play fast. If I was your body, would you still wear clothes? If I was a booger, which blow your nose? Where'd you keep it? Where'd you eat it? Just tell yourself, reason. Be around. Notice me being around, yeah. Something for the parents. You know, all kids have to have some. This is the best day of my life. Got a little private what? Evan Dando moment concert for me. I don't understand. I'm such a huge fan. I don't understand. Why? You don't, You wrote some of the best songs. No, no, I, no, no, no. I know I'm good. 
Yeah. But I, I don't know if I believe you. Oh my God. I'm so, you ever bro. seen us live? Yes. Multiple times. I saw you. I saw you live twice last year. Um, also, I remember we have another mutual friend. Okay, that's cool. I, I believe you now. Ben Lee. I should shout him out because ben he'll Lee be sad. Ben Lee the best. He's ben Queller is great too. <laughs> How dare you when we bring up Ben Lee, you just throw in another Ben just to. <laughs> um, um, all right. We can talk about ben, ben Lee for a while. You're right. I'll take that. How dare you? Because like Ben. I met Ben Lee when he was 14 in Bondi and he's a great guy. He wrote his first you know, record about me. Like, Yeah. And he wrote that one great song for you on that one. What no, that's it? what I'm talking about. His first record was right. called, I wish I was him. I wish it was I was like a, a, oh, take. such a good song. I wish I was him. He gets the women at his feet with all his cool friends. He has no enemies. He's making fun of me. I wish I was him. He gets his record for free. Cause he went over to Pav's house, my our promoter. And he, I got the enemy cause I was on the cover. And right. you don't get it. You get it by boat there. It takes like a couple months. You used to. Back in the pre, pre-internet age. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. But no, it was something like punitive about that. It was a penal colony after all. It was like, so your enemy three months later. Um, so that's sort of why he wrote the song. Because he went to Pav's house and he saw it on the doorstep. He saw the new the new musical express. And they don't get it for like a month. Yeah. They get it later. Australia. I love Ben Lee. And Ben Queller. <laughs> both very talented. Both gifted songwriters. From Radish. 24-24. This episode is brought to you by Smart Food Popcorn. Some decisions aren't the best, like skipping ahead in your favorite podcast. Think of all the banter you'll miss, the lore in the making. Luckily, Smart Food Popcorn is a no-brainer. Deliciously tasty and available in a variety of fun flavors. It's a smart decision every time. Smart food. Add smart. To learn more, visit smartfood.com. Three great words. Free fries Friday. Especially when they're used in that exact order. Get a free medium fries with $1 minimum purchase. Bell one time on Fridays at participating McDonald's through 1231.24. Excludes tax must update to rewards. 24 Focuses and birthday songs, and sometimes there'll be sorrow. Yes, child with a child pretending. Yeah. You're back. I didn't want to interrupt because it was so good. You're just taking a break. Yeah, I was just I was just having my private my private concert. Yeah. <laughs> just enjoying my private concert. Um but I like um just a little green like the color when the spring is born. There'll be crocuses to bring the school tomorrow. I'm gonna go into both sides now if we don't stop now. Okay, number eleven, Evan Dando. Who is the last person? You met that you were starstruck by. Oh, fucking Wadi from from uh from. Oh my Exploited. god, from the Exploited! Wow, that's come up a lot in the last couple of interviews. Yeah, I, I, I've never been starstruck. I don't think before. I fell down the stairs. I was like Wadi. It was like it was like two thousand and like fucking five or something. And I fell down the stairs. He had like cool dark purple hair. I was like, holy shit, it's fucking Wadi, and it was rad. Those are the ones that get you, people like that. Like and Rudy Ray Moore. I, I, I hung out with him all night, and I was pretty starstruck by him. And also, Skip Stevenson, I met him. He was star-striking. Yeah, these are good ones. You're a real head, that's weird. why. You don't, you don't care about celebs. You care about, like, real... Okay, put it into your little podcast mentality, guy. <laughs> My podcast yeah. mentality. Wow, Evan Dinner judging me. Wait, I said, what I did said you say? You, know, you said something, I said something, and then you said something. But language is a virus from outer space, so what are we going to take what we get? Number 12. Number 12. Well, when was the last right. time? Do you use social media? When was the last time you slid into someone's DMs? If you do. I did used to. I don't want it anymore. I do. Okay. I do. I have Twitter. I just put pictures up. Like You never DM anybody. I like Saxon, you know, like whatever. Yeah. You're wearing a Sepultura shirt, which we can mm-hmm. all, both agree that we love. I met Sepultura at the Columbia Hotel in London uh, with Van Morrison, all at the same table. It was like, what? Oh, what? Cool. That is insane. What were they talking about yeah. with Van Morrison? Yeah, I <laughs> yeah, know. Everyone used to hang out there. Back in 1990, you, could, you never know who would, who would walk in there. We used to be a proper country. No, it's England. It's London. The Columbia Hotel in London. Yeah. Well, we used to be a pop, it was a proper war, uh, soldier. World. 
proper universe, a proper a proper society. No, it's, it's still there's nothing much changed. Not much yeah. has changed. You feel like I could go to the Columbia Hotel now and maybe have like a weird dinner with um uh, you know we weren't having dinner, we were just drinking, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> um uh but you definitely go out drinking and meet some people there. It's still okay. it's actually last time I went there I saw freaking uh Paul Cook and fucking uh Paul Simonon. They were together. Yeah. Paul Simonon, the hottest man that's ever lived. No offense to present company, but Paul Simonon was an absolute supermodel. But anyway, it's changed. They've redecorated or whatever. Number thirteen, Evan Dando, what is the horniest song ever in your opinion? Horniest. Okay. Um Yeah. I like that record back in black or or or, or, or like um, you know, Dirty Mind Amy that reference. I go for I'll go with Uptown or something. Okay. I don't know. I mean, I don't want to be overt, you know. It's like, it can be metaphorical, right? Yeah, We're not it's all, all so like devoted to what's his name is his son. Sexy. What is his name? King's name is Martin Amos. <laughs> Whatever. Martin Amos is great. Was great. He died too, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Just like Lucky Jim. Yeah. Your mind is just an absolute wonderland of references, I must say. Um, all right. Uh-huh, that's true. Number 14, Evan Dando. What is the biggest money you've ever turned down? Like, uh, for what? I, <laughs> I haven't like turned it. down money ever. Some good, some good story. Like, you know, I don't know. Did they try to get no. you to put a lemon head song in a commercial that you were like, I don't want to do that. Or like, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, no, no, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I have okay. beyond. I'm so like, don't never. I was like, Oh, I guess this is all really, um, too, like all, you know, what is it? Seared, bleared with Gerard Manley Hopkins, like trade, you know? This is trade. It's, it's, it's lemons were never like a sacred thing. It's like it's like the it's like the ocean or something, you know. You yeah, can take I get it, what you're you saying. Can take a picture of it. It's like Highway 101 or whatever. The band. Okay. No, I've never like I just take the money. I never I never turned any down. It's not sacred to you. You're just like whatever. I got I need a lot of debts. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> got to pay off your debts. I can't afford my music. Good enough for me to consider it sacred. That's not true. It's so good. But From ads, I think- anyway. I think I get what you're saying. Well, I'm fishing for compliments, yeah. (laughs) I mean, look, I fucking... Don't get me started on It's a Shame About Ray. And also, honestly, baby, I'm bored. Really amazing. I just always thought, why not make make some extra money on it? And and ads... It turned out I was right because, like, it turned out... Pretty much everything's in ads because you die anyway, you know? And, and then your song's in an ad. So it's fucking. Might as well you know, get it while you're alive. But I like how Tom Petty never had his music in, in an ad. Is that true? It's a, like a, yeah. Luxury. Interesting. Um, number 15, Evan Dando, what's the best live show you've ever seen? Prince, every time. If it's on four times, it was the best show every time. Prince was the, definitely the best live so show. Good. That's my answer as well. I saw him at the forum when he played that 21 night stand. It was incredible. He played for like two and a half hours. I saw him play for like this little jam in this little place after his real show. Cause he hit it. He Prince drove into this kid. No, someone, he was waiting for Prince tickets. And the kid got killed waiting in front of tower records. My oh girlfriend in high school worked at tower records. And so we got one ticket and then my friend went to Harvard and they, we had the first Canon color laser copier. So we made like 20 tickets. <laughs> And we got 20 people in. It was hilarious. Oh, my God. With a color copier? And he almost got expelled from Harvard. For for making bootleg prints tickets? Yeah. Wow. It was really worth it, I thought. Oh, for sure. To get expelled, to get 20 people in the prints, he was doing God's work? They were hard. Fine. Yeah. All right. Number 16, Evan Dando. When in your life, well, when in your life were you the most fucked up? Like one time. Like a one crazy story, if you have it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I fucking um, one time, I was like, I was going the wrong way around the world too many times. I was like, stop, and it was like in a bad period of my life, and I was dope sick. I didn't even know what that was yet, and like, and I took, I was, and I didn't sleep, and I took acid one night, I took e one night, I took acid, I took no, I took speed the first night, e the next night, then I took a hit of acid, and I watched. Peggy Sue got married and I went completely nuts. Yeah. Great movie. Like for real, I tried to go home every morning. Like, and I was feeding like uh, coins into the grates and giving out flowers. It was really sad. And then when they, and I was bleeding on the handcuffs, like I went to the uh, airport without a ticket and shit. And these five cops were uh, wrestling me and shit. And then their their girlfriends were all Lemonheads fans. It was okay. But then I got really paranoid. That was it. Wow. You do it once. Yeah, one one time. And then Lee Ronaldo said to me, but get back up on that horse. That means you gotta keep taking acid. You gotta take acid again. You gotta get back up on that horse. I'm not a gymnast. No, but I did. Didn't you also watch Naked Gun? 
during that time? I feel like I read you also watched lo- the Naked Gun. Film. Whoa, whoa, yes, I did. I watched Naked Gun, Naked Gun, and then I watched Figures Who Got Married. Yeah, I did my research. (laughs) And my friends were like taking me to this old disused child's children's hospital. It was really fucking Mm -hmm. scary. They're trying to scare me. Let's go the scary way. Like, oh, oh, anyway. You know, it's funny, Evan. I asked the same question of Lou Barlow, and his sto- his answer was one night. Ninety four, ready ninety four. It's got to be ready ninety four. Yeah, and at the Chateau Marmont. No, it was. He said he hang out with you at the Chateau Marmont. Okay, yeah, Skull. The song goes. There is history in this place. Yeah, he played it for me at Reading, saying this. I wrote this for about that night, and I love Lou. But he really went the most crazy. Reading ninety four. And Courtney dosed all the bouncers, all the, all, sorry, the security, were, she gave them all second halls. They were all sleeping. <laughs> to like really knock fun. them out so you guys could party? <laughs> That's actually brilliant. She said, take this really great speed pill. And they're all asleep. All the security were asleep. I'm dead. It was pretty I'm fucking dying. Punk rock, You have to admit that's brilliant. That's brilliant. Hilarious. Uh, Courtney's is nothing if not like, really, really funny. She's so funny. Yeah, she's really smart. funny. She's mm-hmm. so smart. Um, my sister loves Courtney, man. They get along really great. I get along really well with her. She's my friend. She's great. I, she played with us in London. Yeah, I saw Courtney's that. Hilarious. That like, really fucking moved my heart. That was really cool to see. You guys you guys playing with Courtney on stage was so cool. Yeah, she's a she's a genius. She's complicated, yeah. like yourself. Complicated genius. You Dude, know? like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't like to think about it too much. But yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, number 17 and number 18, Evan Dando, they're tandem questions. What do you love the most about being famous? And what do you hate the most about being famous? And don't say you're not famous. Okay. Uh, the best thing about being famous is that people recognize you. The worst thing about being famous is that people recognize you. Like you give away part of yourself. <laughs> Do you get recognized? Yeah, like sometimes it's really strange. Even in Brazil, they recognize you in Brazil. Maybe especially because I'm like honorary Brazilian. Like I, I have like a low pro uh, medium profile here. All the come to Brazil people really recognize you when you're when you're there. You mean, you mean um, Chris Brokaw's band? Come to Brazil. A, that's a movement no. called Come to Brazil. I thought it was Come Back to Jamaica. That's always the joke when people post tour dates is there's always people being like, come to Brazil, come to Brazil. Brazil is an amazing place to play music, though. It's the best. Come to Brazil. You know where Gringo comes from? Gringo, the rush is up. Gringo, the rush is up. The sweetest time the air I spent. The strength of home, the last is up. It's from that song. Because the Scottish guys wow. come walking through the woods. The best. They, they love, love rock music. They love guitar rock music. It's like Cleveland on steroids. Like it's like you know they love rock and roll. <laughs> but like famous. Like, what's the best thing about being famous? Well, when you're young and like high and shit, it seems really funny and fun, and, like and shit. And like yeah. And it's like whatever. Like certain people maybe need it because of their upbringing or something. You know, like right. As soon as you're born, no, um, it's like being the protagonist, like being the person actually doing things, like rather than the person that, like wa- watching someone else, like the main character. <laughs> yeah, like the main character, like Webster's. Yeah. Like, yeah. like the definition, um, like the, no, no, no. That's not what I mean. Is the protagonist, you're the actor in the in the drama, like the, the you're the person that's doing something. I don't know. At its best, that's what it is. It's like you're not fucking looking at anything else. You're just doing your thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know if that's true. Don't, we don't know what was with what's true. Sometimes, if you're famous, you are. It was true for me. Yeah, no, I know. That's what that's what I'm saying. But I feel like for some people, it's probably like you're you're watching what everyone else thinks about you, which is, that must be really hard to care about that. No, it's just like, um, it's just as simple as that. It's like being the protagonist. It's cool. Number 19. This is the wild card. I'm going to ask you, when we were doing the episode about the Lemonheads, we kept coming to this theory we had. We we coined a phrase for it. No ambition. Wish I had never heard that. That's okay. You don't have to listen to the podcast about your own band. Um, So the phrase we came up with was no ambition, just vibes. This is how we interpreted your approach to your career. Is that close to correct? No way! Like you no know one, you, you you develop ambition after a while. Like the, the, the about the thirteenth, fourteenth time you you go to Vienna to play. Like you know, like you're, like you're doing it for a reason. You know, you want you want your work music to be heard. That's I think that's ambition. Right. You know, like there's no yeah. maybe like Good point. part of like show businessy. Like not pretend you don't. But like I definitely always want kind of wanted to hear my. 
And what was that? No ambition was vibes. What are vibes? Yeah, of course, awesome. Like everything's vibrations. Yes, of course. Um, that's obvious. But uh, there was also ambition. Okay. Thank you. Setting the record straight. Number 20, Evan, Evan Dando. When was the last time you cried? Oh, fuck, man. Last night. Okay. Do you want to tell us what it was about? You don't have to. No, I think crying is really good. Like I, I cry quite a bit because I'm very sad and I might, uh, some friends of mine have died recently and shit like that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No. And you're a Pisces. You're emotional. Number 21. What is your greatest regret? I don't have any regrets. Perfect. My greatest regret is, um, is, um, getting a hole in one once in golf. I don't even play golf, but it's true. I got one, a really short hole granted, but I got a hole in one once. And my other one is I, I caught a thousand pound black marlin. And you were, you regret it? No, I don't regret it at all. It was cool. I don't have any regrets. Oh, you don't have any regrets. Okay. Number 22. What song would you like to hear just before you die? Fucking don't care. Really don't care about that. But you love music so much. You don't, you don't care at all what the last song you hear is? No. I mean, that's a ridiculous question. I, it's offensive. <laughs> it's offensive? Okay. <laughs> I find that offensive. Yes. That's okay. I don't, I don't, I, w- I know that I'm not going to be able to do that. I don't want to think about that. So I don't take DMT. I want to wait for the real adventure. Death. That's the real, that's the only real adventure in life. Fair enough. Number 23. What do you think about me? What? Think about you. I don't think about you. Well, I mean, d- I you do not. just in this last hour <laughs> or so, no thoughts. Oh, I think you seem nice. You seem, you seem nice and smart. You seem smart. My girlfriend seems to like you. I like her. She seems cool too. Thanks, Evan Dando. Okay, last, last question. She's everything. Number 24. What do you want to plug? What do you got going on? Is that what you say? Is that what you see? Is that seriously the 24th question? It's kind of a, I mean, it's, oh, no, no, it's no, no. Like, I'll take you up on it. Okay. It's kind of like, you're kind of like, you don't really mean it. Is that right? I'm going to take you I up do, on I it. I totally mean it. I mean, that's why people come on the show. That's why people come on I don't on really mean about it or anything, but we, we were, we have a, or I have an art show. I do paintings, right? And I, at, we're at Herb's at Liars Club in Chicago. We're, I'm putting my paintings up on the wall on the 27th, the day after Boxing Day. Of December. Of December. Okay. Till, and it's going to be up there out, till the 31st. We're worried about beer getting on him on the night of the, the bell. <laughs> so we're going to take him down just before things get too crazy. Everyone come see Evan's paintings if you're in Chicago. And thank you so much, Evan Dando, for taking the time. I know you're busy and I appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to 24 Question Party, people. And thanks to my guest, Evan Dando. You can check out Evan's exhibition of paintings called Got a Black Magic Marker at Liars Club in Chicago up December 27th through 31st. The newest Lemonhead single, Fear of Living, is streaming everywhere now, and they have some shows coming up in Evanston, Illinois around the new year, with more to come in 2024. For exact dates, check out their Instagram at the Lemonheads Official. This episode was produced by Chris Sutton and Jesse Miller Gordon with help from Justin Sales. Our gorgeous theme song was composed by Heather Fortune. Special thanks to Jenna Jones, Sean Fennessy, Rob Harvilla, and the Monk movie, which I haven't watched yet, but I am dying of anticipation. Come back every Tuesday for a new episode of 24 Question Party People on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. Four question party people.